<laughs> awesome. Well, it's been 2017 years since we first celebrated Christmas. I'm, I'm really good at math. It's been 2017 years, and today we want to share a, a Christmas message that, that we pray will be an encouragement for you, and we're going to read a couple of scriptures, and the first one comes from Isaiah in the Bible, the scripture of Isaiah, and I'm going to read starting in chapter 9, and it says this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And in John chapter 1 in the New Testament, it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that, was, that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. And you know, really, that's what we want to talk about today, is light coming in to your darkness. You know, we are, I got in the car this morning, and I was freezing my little buns off, because because it is cold outside. And uh, you know, we're in like, we're in the winter season. And some of us are like, it's cold like outside physically. But for some of us, there's kind of like a, a darkness that wells up like during this season that is dark outside. And you know, uh, this last week was December 21st, the longest night, right? The longest night, the longest uh, longest night and the shortest daytime that we've had, the winter solstice. And I have never lived, we just moved to the Pacific Northwest uh, almost a year ago at the end of January. And I have never lived anywhere where it gets dark at 3.30 p.m. Can I get an amen? What is up with that? That's a crazy, crazy thing. It's so, it is, it's crazy that it gets so dark then. And so I, I, I have a whole new appreciation for Christmas lights, for light, because I realize that Christmas lights were created for those of us that live in the Pacific Northwest because we need lights. Uh, Pastor Pretty Foot and I and our son, we actually went uh, to, um, we went to Issaquah and we went to the, I'm losing the name of it. Nutcracker Lane. Oh, thank you. Nutcracker Lane. Anybody go there? Anybody seen that? This is, okay, this is beautiful. Like, this is like a dreamy land. This is like, like what I want to be like when I grow up someday living in a cul-de-sac in Issaquah and uh, all of my neighbors in my little cul-de-sac like we all come together and we create this beautiful nutcracker land and world and it was just so beautiful you're actually supposed to drive around you know like in the cul-de-sac but we just kind of sat there and parked and we were like oh it's just so beautiful we went over to the Bellevue Botanical Gardens has anybody do that okay that's crazy you literally walk around the whole at Bellevue Botanical Gardens, and they have created plants out of lights, people. They are, like, beautiful, and, like, all these flowers. They, I'm from Kansas. I'm going to tell you that here in just a little bit in our sermon. But Kansas, we, we are the sunflower state, and they created sunflowers out of lights, and it was so beautiful. And at one point, they had actually an aquarium that they created with lights with light fish, like lights, fish that were made out of lights and that looked like they were swimming. It was so, so beautiful. I pointed out one, and I said, honey, guess what kind of eel this is? Electric eel. 
guys are laughing much harder than I did. <laughs> oh, I love it. Gotcha. Well, I, we are talking today about that light, how Jesus is the light of the world. And, and uh, in our darkness, while we experience darkness, the kind of the winter time, some of us experience darkness in our hearts. And so we have to ask the question, uh, light, where do we go with our light? Where is the light? And light makes a huge, huge difference in our darkness. And that's what we want to share and preach about this morning. When we were kids, I don't know if you guys are like me, but pretty scared of the dark, right? Who was scared of the dark as a kid? Be honest, this is a safe place. We have church and a comedy club. It's a safe place. And when you're scared of the dark, what do you need? You need a night light. And it's amazing how just a little bit of light suddenly gives you confidence in a dark and scary room. I don't know if you're like me, but when you're in your dark room, you know, you make sure your, your, your feet doesn't, they don't dangle over the bed because the monster is going to grab you and it's going to pull you under, right? And you make sure your closet is closed all the way because that same monster transports there. Is this a safe place or what? You guys with me? And uh, it's, it's in that reality, though, when you have that nightlight, just a little bit of light gives you confidence and, and eliminates the fear. And we as parents, we've been having to uh, introduce a nightlight into our kids' room because we just had something kind of crazy yeah. happening. So we just had that monumental moment. Some of you that are parents, you know that, where you uh, have to take your, change your baby crib, little baby baby crib, into a toddler bed. Anybody been there? Okay, so we were, we've been in this world for the last couple weeks. So the toddler bed, like all we did was take off like one of the, one of the panels of the crib and then you take it off and you put this other panel up but there's only like half of it so he can like get out now. And like our son is almost two years old and he discovered his freedom. He's discovering it. And uh, so we realized that we needed a light nightlight because, so the first night that he is in his toddler bed, I hear him crying, and so I jump up, and I go into his room, and uh, he is, he fell out of the bed. <laughs> Poor kid, like, you know how, like, when you fall out of the bed, it's like, it's like scary, like, even if it doesn't hurt, it's like startling to fall out of bed, you know? So he falls out of bed, I scoop him up, I put him back in bed, I go back to bed, pretty even is sleeping. Hey. And, uh, it's okay, it's okay, babe. <laughs> I, I need my beauty <laughs> and, uh, sleep. And then, about an hour later, I hear, a thumping. All I hear is thud, thud, thud. And then I hear like pitiful cries. Uh, thud, thud. Just like pitiful cries. So I run back into his room and I'm sort of disoriented. The light is off, but the hallway light is on. So there's a little bit of light coming in. And uh, I look in his bed, he's not there. I look all over the floor where I found him the first time. He's not there. And I'm like, where is he? And all I hear is thud, thud, and this like pitiful little cry. I realize that somehow he got underneath the bed, rolled way back underneath, and was trying to get up. Like, like trying to get up and like scoot out over the bed. And I'm like, oh, you poor baby. So I have to pull him out like this. And uh, literally he had like, like now you know how much I don't clean underneath my bed, my, my kid's bed. He had yeah. dust bunnies. Yeah, some, kid, some parents get their kids like stuffed animal bunnies. We get our kids stuffed uh, dust bunnies. <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. It's okay, people. That was a good joke. <laughs> and so, actually, I want to show you this picture. This is how he woke up this morning. Just, yeah, so we he doesn't even sleep in the bed. That's our son yeah. in the corner of the bedroom on the floor. Uh, 
<laughs> and so our, our son, man, he, he, he's getting a little disoriented because of the dark and the new opportunities that the freedom of this crib offers because he's in a toddler bed. And so he, in the dark, got confused, he got stuck, and he found himself just smacking his head against the same old barrier again and again. My son, we are just trying to help him figure out how to overcome these obstacles. And uh, please, you know, just before we go on into our sermon, we're good parents, all right? Don't, don't call like Child Protective Services, all right? We're trying. <laughs> So our kid in the dark smacks his head against the crib a lot. Okay, we're trying. All right, any, any parents have some grace for us? You've been there. You know what it's like. You know, but like just kind of transitioning a little bit. You know, in this season when we're celebrating the light has come into the darkness, there are times in our life where we are like our son, where we're just kind of in the dark and we're confused and we get lost and we get stuck in this place and we don't know how to get out and we're kind of like smacking against the same old barriers again and again and again and again. And we really want to share a message when you're experiencing those kind of times that we believe will bring you hope. Yeah, you know, I think something that we all have in common that we don't all really like to talk about is that we experience, all of us have experienced dark nights. And maybe some of you are sitting here, even in your heart and your soul right now, feeling so hopeless, feeling like you are going through a dark night. And, you know, I think sometimes darkness can creep in like a slow depression, or sometimes darkness happens in an instant. We lose someone that we love. We find ourselves in the middle of a divorce. Like there's, the darkness can feel like such a strong, strong force. And you know, I just commend some of you who say, you know, it's been people who say that they love God who have brought me the most darkness in my life. And I commend you for being brave enough to come to church, to walk into a church again, because some of those leaders, some of those people, church has been a dark experience for you. And uh, we want to talk about, we want to talk about how all of us have experienced that darkness. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm going to share a little bit more about my story here in just a little bit, but I work in a third world, Cambodia, Thailand, Burma, and there's, I worked with impoverished communities there, and there were times that poverty was so overwhelming and things have been so overwhelming that I just could not see the light. I'm a believer in Jesus. I could not see the light and some of us cannot see the light. Darkness, whether you're a pessimist or you're an optimist, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, darkness in our hearts, a dark night is something that we all experience. And like our son, sometimes we get stuck in that. We're just sort of beating our heads up against that bed from underneath. And so I think we have to ask ourselves, what do we do when we feel stuck in our darkness? And so we want to share some kind of responses we can have when we're experiencing that dark night of the soul, that pain. And something we want to communicate is that there is hope this Christmas Eve, that Jesus is the light of the world. And we're so excited about that. In the scripture that we read earlier, it says, in him, Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And uh, many times when we get into seasons of darkness, we think that darkness 
will get us out of the mess. And I'll explain that a little bit more. We find ourselves getting into a mess and we, we think to ourselves, I got myself into this mess, so I'm gonna get myself out of it. And I'm inspired by this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. And it says this, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. You know, I, I, I've been through seasons in my life where I've been really depressed and hopeless, and I thought maybe more darkness would be my solution. I'm so depressed, maybe I should end my life. Suicide will solve my problems. And I, I kind of buy into this lie that more darkness will cast out my darkness. Sometimes in our, our marriages, we don't feel a very significant connection with our significant other. And so we just kind of fantasize, maybe an affair will help me feel more connected. Maybe that will solve my problem. And we think that more darkness will cast out darkness. Or maybe we're super lonely and we feel uh, just like rejected by all of our friends and our family and they don't care about us. And so we isolate ourselves and and we think, maybe if I isolate myself, they'll get the message. And we think that more darkness will solve my darkness. Or maybe we're so depressed because we're out of shape. And we're thinking, okay, I'm just going to eat some pizza to solve this depression. And we find ourselves in that situation. And we think that more darkness will solve our darkness. But I, I just want to communicate today that, just like in this Martin Luther King quote, that darkness does not cast out darkness. Light does. And in this Christmas season, we celebrate that light has come to the world. And no matter how much darkness you're dealing with, your darkness is not going to solve it. We need light to overcome. And we celebrate that life has come. Even in our spirituality, the biggest darkness we can carry is many times the spiritual darkness. We're just taking on the, the weight of the world, the oppression of the world. It feels like this world is just ending. It's so bad. And we have this spiritual darkness and we feel like bad people of God. I haven't prayed in a long time. I haven't read my Bible in a long time. I'm not a, a good person. And so we, we do what is called like a penalty box mindset. Like in hockey, I don't know if you guys have ever played hockey, but if you do something wrong, you're oftentimes put in a penalty box and you have to wait like two minutes before you can get back in the game. But many of us who are feeling far from God, we think, I, I need to put myself in the penalty box. I feel far from God, so I'm going to sit out in the penalty box, and I'm going to wait my time out. We feel far from God, and so we think distance from God is what we need before we feel right enough to pursue God again. But I want to share with you that Darkness does not drive out darkness. Only light does. And how many of you guys know it? All it takes is, just like a light, a nightlight, all it takes is a little bit of light for darkness to be overcome. Are, are there people here where you need to sleep in absolute darkness? Or you, you can't? Raise your hands. Awesome, awesome. I don't, I don't, let's put this picture up of the lighthouse, Phil. Uh, sometimes when you're sleeping, you have your computer light on. And that's what it looks like. But this is what it feels like. Anybody with me? You're like, ah, oh, what in the world? It takes just a little bit of light to ruin the darkness. I don't, I don't know if you've ever had this experience with an alarm clock. Let's put up this other thing. That horrible moment at night when you notice that one blinking light. Who knows? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. You're like, how many of you guys don't see anything on the screen? You're like, what are they talking about? It's right here. So look at this. Would you look at it? Just look at it. 
<laughs> it's also on the TV screens. But I, I just want to communicate to you, you know, especially as a pastor, many people say, ah, I can't come to your church because I'm just so much in so much darkness, and I, I, I need to be in the penalty box. I, I need to get things right, and I, I just need to sit out. If I, if I ever enter the church, the whole roof would collapse on me because I'm, I'm so dark. But I want to let you know that just a little bit of light can overcome darkness. And there's nobody in here that's done something so wrong, so dark. There's nobody here that's too far from God that a little bit of light can't overcome it. And so in this Christmas season, our prayer is that you wouldn't just celebrate Christmas, but you would experience it. And luckily, we know a light that can light up not only the whole world, but a light that can light up your world this Christmas Eve. Yes, amen. And you know, I think that sometimes when we're in our darkness, we're asking the question, where is the light? Who is the light? I need light in my darkness. And we're here to tell you that Jesus is the light of the world. I just want us to think about that. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light in your darkness. There's a scripture that I really love. It's in John chapter 8, verse 12. And this is Jesus talking, and he says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light. And you know, I, um, when I look closely at this scripture, sometimes I really can't believe the kind of promises that Jesus Christ makes to us. It literally says in the scriptures, if we would follow Jesus, we never have to experience darkness again. That is a promise that only Jesus can keep. We can't keep that. You can't keep that. Your spouse can't keep that promise. But Jesus Christ can keep that promise. And I understand that many of us have experienced darkness, whether it's bad representations of the church, whether it's our friends, whether it's what we're going through. And the truth is that Jesus Christ keeps his promises. He is the light of the world. If you walk away today, uh, with this question, who is the light? Jesus is light. Can we just say that together? Who is the light of the world? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. I think that we're walking around and there's a lot of people around us that are in darkness, but Jesus is the light of the world. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. Whether you're in pain or you're struggling this morning, Jesus is the light. And like Pretty said, just a little bit of light, just a little bit of Jesus can make your world so different. You know, Jesus actually changed everything for me. And I want to share just a tiny touch of my story with you. I was born in the country of India. Somebody asked me this morning if I was born in Sri Lanka. He was born in Sri or he wasn't. You were born in Sri Lanka. Plot twist. <laughs> he, his family is from Sri Lanka. And I was born in the country of India. And on the first day that I was born, I was orphaned. Some of you have heard this story, but for those of you that haven't, I was orphaned. I was dropped at the doorstep of a missionary woman uh, from the United States. I was dropped there. No um, understanding of what was going on. No story, no background, no biological parents, nothing. I was just dropped off at the door. And it was in a moment of darkness when a mom has to drop her baby girl off at someone else's doorstep, you know there's some sort of major darkness going on. And that's how my life began. 
But Jesus instantly came and was light in my life. Because on the other side of that door was a woman who knew that Jesus is the light of the world, who didn't ask for a little girl, but she opened the door and she picked me up and she brought me in. And the long story short of it is that I was adopted by Kansas people, by uh, people who, my mom and dad, my dad was a farmer, my mom is a nurse, and I'm telling you what, only Jesus can take a little tiny Indian baby girl and put her in the middle of all white Kansas, okay? Like, I tell people, I'm brown on the outside, but I'm all, I am all white on the inside. I grew up eating casseroles. I grew up eating German food called Birox and Swebach. Anybody heard of those before? Okay, we got a couple of people. And I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, that is Jesus. Jesus came, and this is like Christmas. Jesus came to me first. I was a baby. I didn't do anything to deserve that. And maybe you say, you disqualify yourself, and you say, I don't deserve that. But I, I tell you what, today, Jesus, Jesus came to me first. He first loves us. This is Christmas. Jesus came. Jesus came. And I want to share this scripture. Jesus, or not this scripture, I want to share a quote here in just a second. But I just want to say to you, uh, Jesus came and he has come today. He came to the world. He is the light. Jesus guides our way when we're lost. Jesus comes in our darkness. Jesus takes away our depression. Jesus it turns our horrible situation into something beautiful. Jesus is the light of the world. I just can't preach it enough. There's not, a, there's not enough ways to say it. Jesus is the light of the world. And I want to share this quote with you, and it says this. Jesus is like the sun. You cannot look at it, but without it, you cannot look at anything else. Like the sun, without the light of Jesus, it's really, really difficult to see clearly. I think some of us in our darkness, a cloud comes over. We, don't, we can't see very well, you know? But Jesus is the light of the world. And you know, 15 weeks ago, uh, we ventured out here with, with a couple friends who are as crazy as us, um, and uh, ventured out here and, and joined a team of people, and we launched to Kalos Church. And our mission is to make known the beauty of Jesus. And the beauty of Jesus is that he is the light of the world. And in, in just a short 15 weeks, God has transformed my life. He's transformed all of our lives. He's touched people who were far from God, who were dealing with so much darkness that they needed a little bit of light. And God used the local church. He, he used our church, and we didn't do anything. It was all him. I give him all glory. But I want you to watch this little tiny video of a, a really beautiful friend that I love so dearly. And I want you to see how light came into her darkness. Hi, my name is Sarah White, and I'm Regulus Life has never been easy for me. I've had severe mental health issues, eating disorders, self-harm, drink, did drugs. I was 10 and a half the first time I tried to kill myself. As I got older, life just spiraled out of control in every way. And by the end of my first year of college, I had 150 pills and I was going to end my life. But we before school it out that year, a man walked on my campus, shot and killed a kid who lived in my dorm, injured two more people before being tackled by a student. That shooting is the reason I am alive today, and is also the reason I'm still pursuing a relationship with God. I had always been raised in the church, but as I got older, I just felt like the church was more hateful, and I felt really hurt by what the church was doing to me and treating me, and I just stopped going. Years passed, and a dear friend of mine mentioned the church was starting to love me 
you're looking for a place of hope and healing, Kittles Church is a place for you. We love Sarah. She actually helps out with our, our Kalos Kids ministry, which is so amazing. I don't know if you guys know this, but our, our kids are hanging out right over there, having a great time learning about the beauty of Jesus as well with an amazing team that's just loving on them. And so this whole reality of how a little bit of light can overcome the darkness, and I, I want to revisit the scripture in Isaiah 9 that we read. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And you know, there are harsh realities that many of us are walking through a shadow of death season. And you know, this is Christmas and we're celebrating Jesus, but our heart really in, uh, in this moment is that we wouldn't just celebrate Christmas, but that we would experience Christmas, that God is with us that God is here for you. Because for me, um, I, didn't, I didn't grow up Christian, and uh, Christmas oftentimes was the darkest time of the year for my family. It's when my family told me that they, my parents were getting a divorce. It's when I also wanted to commit suicide as a, a young kid. and uh, It was just a rough time. And you know, when, when we're dealing with these times of the shadow of death, I don't know if you've ever put your hand out in front of a light and you can see a shadow on a wall. Anybody here ever do shadow puppets, things like that? And the reality of shadows is is that a shadow is larger than the real thing it's blocking. All right, a shadow is always bigger than the reality. And many of us right now, we're dealing with things that seem larger than life. When we're looking at the shadow, it just seems oppressive, like we don't have a chance. We will never get through this. We will never find hope or joy or life or love or peace. It's just, it's never going to happen. We're looking at the shadow. But today in this Christmas season, I want to encourage all of us, can we stop looking at the shadow that looks larger than life and turn around and look at the light of the world, Jesus? You know, in the, the first book of the Bible, it's a book called Genesis. And in Genesis 1, this is talking about how the earth was created. It says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And my, my question to you today is, will you let there be light in the dark and formless parts of your life today? You know, Webster's Dictionary defines let, this crazy word let, means to permit to enter. And I, I just want to ask, will you let there be light this Christmas season? Will you permit to enter the light of the world into your life? Because as a, as a, a young kid, I was depressed as well, I was suicidal. I was getting arrested. I was allowing drugs to be sold out of my basement. But then there's this moment where someone said, Jesus is beautiful. Jesus is the light of the world. And at first I was confused. I didn't know if I wanted that. I didn't want to be like those crazy people that love Jesus. I had these ugly representations of Jesus. I imagined judgmental, hurtful, controlling people. But then as I saw the beauty of Jesus, the message that I can have hope, 
that I can find a fresh start, that I can find forgiveness, that this perfect God, Jesus Christ, died on the cross, that he, he took my mistakes and converted them into something beautiful where I could walk with God, where I could experience purpose, where I wouldn't have to be in the darkness, that I could let there be light and there would be light. Upon hearing that message, I said, you know what, Jesus, I'll give you a chance. I'll give you my heart. And band, if you guys could come up, I will, I'll give you my heart. I will, I will let there be light. And I'm telling you what, that made the biggest change in my life. It's the best decision I ever made to follow Jesus, to let there be light in my heart. And so that's why we're here. You know, we didn't start a church in a comedy club just to have good programs and, and things like that. But our prayer is that you wouldn't just celebrate Christmas. You'd experience it. And so we're going to give every single person here an opportunity to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I don't want to walk in the darkness anymore. Jesus, I want your light. Jesus, I want your hope. I'm telling you what, this Christmas season, you can have peace and joy and love. And our prayer is that you would, that you would let there be light. Let's close our heads. Close our heads. <laughs> Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. If you can close your head, do so. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's pray. Let's pray in this moment. Dear Father, we are, we're just so thankful for Christmas. We're thankful for what you're doing in this place. And Lord, in those dark places of our lives, those places that it feels like there's just no hope, it feels like these shadows are larger than life, Father, I pray for all of us that we would receive your love, would receive your gift, that God is with us in those darkest of times, that God is with us, Emmanuel, that Jesus Christ came to the earth as a, as a human, and that he, he took on the sins of the world, and that sacrifice made a way for all of us to experience, to experience the light of life. Oh, Jesus, I pray for all of us who are depressed or going through a hard time, for all of us who are looking for hope, for all of us who are looking for answers. Oh, Jesus, I pray that there would be light in this moment. And if you're in this place and, and this message is resonating with you, you feel like you've been walking in darkness, you feel like you need that fresh start, I want to let you know that Jesus offers you a fresh start. Jesus offers you light right now. And uh, if you're saying, Pastor Pradeepan, will you pray for me? I need that light. Pastor Pradeepan, I'm sick of living life on my own. I'm sick of walking in the darkness. I'm sick of banging my head against the same old barriers again and again and again like your son did under that bed. I'm just sick of it. I want, I want, a, I want Jesus. I want a fresh start. I want, I want hope. I want that peace and joy that, that the people of God have. I want that. If that's you in this place, I want to pray for you. And on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand so I can pray for you. But if you're saying, Pastor Pradeepan, pray for me. I want that. And on the count of three, just lift up your hand, and I'll do exactly that. I'll pray for you. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand so I can see it. That's awesome. Hands up all over the place. That's amazing. And I'm just going to pray for you. So, dear Father, I just pray that you would bring light into those dark places. Lord, that you would bring joy into those depressing areas. And Lord, we, we just say we will let there be light in our hearts. We don't resist you. And we know that your light overcomes all darkness. Hey, if you're, 
praying that prayer and you're saying, hey, I want that fresh start, we have a little prayer we have on the screen right now, and it's, it's not a magic spell or anything, but sometimes in these moments of saying, Jesus, I need you, or I need a fresh start, we, don't, we just lack the right words to say. And so I'm going to ask that we could all pray this together at the same time, all right? And we'll join all of those who are making that prayer for the first time, saying, Jesus, I receive your light. But let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, all together, Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give Jesus a round of applause in this place? How many of you guys are thankful that light has overcome the darkness? Man, I love it. Christmas Eve, and our prayer is that you wouldn't just celebrate Christmas but you would experience it today. And you know what? If, you, if you're praying that prayer and if you're, you're wanting that fresh start, we, we don't want you to just walk alone with God. We want to, as a community, walk through that journey with you. And so real practically, if you, if you prayed that prayer and you're making a decision to follow Christ, I want you to take your connection card, which is in your little, your black booklets on your seats, and just fill that out and check the box that says, I, I want to follow Jesus. And we want to walk through that journey. And also just real practical, on January 7th, we're starting a brand new speaking series called All Things New. You know, many of us are wanting to have a, a new year, new me, making steps to follow God, to walk in that life. But sometimes we make these commitments, but we have a hard time following through with that. So why don't we walk through it as a community? Why don't we do this process together and do life together? And so on January 7th, we're starting a speaking series that we hope will bless you on all things new, giving you practical tools to walk out a relationship with God. And we're so excited about that. Yes. Amen. Well, let's give God one more round of applause. We're going to, Jesus is the light of the world.